T Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of VT Network. I bit my tongue. I'm your host, Deadman, with me, as always, my two brothers. My first brother, the author of the children's book, Who's That Man and What's He Doing to My Mommy, Mr. DJ. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just one day I decided to do uh, to write down one of my uh, wholesome Bible teaching adventures and... Uh, you know, uh, you know, stuff happens. You know, she, you know, she wanted to know more about Jesus, and I thought, hey, you know, a teacher, <laughs> I'll anoint her right here. Oh God, <laughs> this, this is always how it is, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. Sometimes it's about Allah. Oh, <laughs> oh no! And my other brother, who's the director of six different Prince videos that never saw the light of day, Mister Mustard himself. He liked showing a lot of skin for that. That's why we couldn't do it. You know, by the way, wherever that child said will not hold up in court. It won't, actually. We, it we will have not. his NDA right here. <laughs> you, you know what's funny, right? Is that they, they, they've, they've talked about like the amount of videos that he made, like Prince, when he was alive. And they were like, yeah, dude, like, we, like most of them we can't show because there's at least two people fucking in the background. Like, hey, the man was about love, you know? That's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, just imagine, he, like... He knew what was up, dude, you know? Like, <laughs> just imagine showing up to set, right? And you're the director, and you're like, okay, well, uh, Mr. Prince, I got this uh, I got this script right here, and uh, I want to go ahead and take it from uh, page three. What are you two doing? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie set, god damn it. They are they allowed to do that? Are we are we saying that? Uh yeah, oh yeah, it's in the script. The, oh my god. The, it no, is. no, it's not. No, it is. Yes, Look, it's on it page is four. Actually, it's page three, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So we're switching from the high def. We're taking the high def down. No, we're do- we're not doing we're not doing that. <laughs> no, no, leave, leave it up. Leaving it up. Oh God! For like as far as weird as he was, I can't believe he was like some Southern Baptist. He was like some really strict religion, and I'm like, like I heard about that after he died, and I was like, Prince, Prince was, Prince was like this really strict religion. That was weird. But anyways, um, what have you guys been up to? What have you guys been playing this week? Mustard, we'll start with you. Uh, I've been playing a lot of fucking Super Mario World. And, uh... You mean Odyssey? Well, I, I actually... Yeah, I beat, I beat Super Mario Odyssey. Nice. That was fun. Great fucking game. Like, I, I highly recommend that game to, like, anyone. Like, if you have a Switch, play the fucking game. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I played a lot of Mario uh, 3D World with uh, Bowser's Fury, but I haven't played the Bowser's Fury extension because um, I'm saving it for the flight to North Dakota. And, um, well, because the game's about four hours long and so was the flight, you know what I mean? I figured I could just do that the whole time, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, what's it called? I've, I haven't progressed any in Pokemon Sword. I, I, I need to. And uh, what else? I haven't really been watching much. I've been watching the uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales playthrough 
with uh, Jacksepticeye. No, oh, okay. Yeah, just because I don't have a PS4 or Pro 5, so I can't really play it. So I'm just watching it. It's pretty cool. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, DJ? Uh, I watched uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion again. What? What? Why? Why not? I mean, it's still a classic anime. It's still stuff to be enjoyed about. Uh, you know what? Like, I, I tried watching it recently to try to relive some of that, and I was just like, "God damn, I forgot how pretentious this is." Oh yeah, pretentious. A lot of other stuff. Overtly, <laughs> overtly artistic, like like so artistic they lose the point. It kind of. Oh come on! No, I mean it's like the thing is that <clears throat> a lot of people, like, a lot of people don't really realize what it's really about. Mm-hmm. Like, because honestly, I call it it's it's okay. It's basically the anime version of the crow. Mm-hmm. If you know the if you know the uh, the background, because the, the crow is basically about one guy dealing with loss and depression. I mean, like, I mean, the creator, the creator who pretty much wrote that story based off law from the depression because he lost someone important to him recently at the time. And that's what Evangelical uh, uh, is. It's fucking, um, it's basically this guy, the creator, was going through a serious depression. And it's like, here, let me throw in a bunch of science crap around it and uh, try to disguise it. But you'll be told it's honestly fascinating since I'm a psych major. I mean, like, everybody has a freaking uh, personality disorder in that uh, anime. Almost everybody. But yeah, they all ch- suffer from one, yeah. You know, uh, you know, like, uh, the main character is like, he feels like, oh, like, everyone's fucking against me, and da 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 And when you realize that, it's like, you know, bravo. I mean, the final episode, the true final episode, not the movie, because the movie was literally tacked <laughs> on. People were just bitching about it. Yeah, but you know, but the final episode was literally ingenious because that's honestly where you fi- figure out what the hell this whole thing was. It was basically him dealing dealing with his uh, chronic depression and uh, and malfeasance. You say order. chronic. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, dude, when you read it, when you read his background, chronic is actually. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you know exactly. You know, like you know, cause the final scene is like, you know, it's like good work, Shiji. You know, you know, congratulations, Shiji. You know, <laughs> and uh, I was like, it's fucking beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. As far as like the actual story goes, like I mean, in the actual, uh, is it a six out of ten? Yeah, I mean, it's like if you if you if you really enjoy the science babble, pseudo science babble of Star Trek and Star Wars, you'll enjoy the anime because that's basically what what a lot of it is. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you you can still appreciate it, but it's just one of those okay, dude, like fucking dial it back. We fucking get it, you know. Everything sucks, you know. The world fucking sucks. That guy sucks. She sucks. <laughs> I suck. You know, we all suck. Yeah. Dude, we get it. Everything sucks. 
You know, seriously, and, and the movie, you know, that came out, it's like, it's basically one third, yeah, it was basically one third of real stock footage of real people going, yeah, we, we suck. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I thought was hilarious about the entire fucking thing was that he does have a malfeasance disorder, which means that he constantly wants to be the bad guy to justify why the world sucks around him. And it never really works out because everybody's like, dude, you're not a bad guy. You're just an asshole. Like it's, it's really weird. But what else, what else have you been watching, brother? Uh, I actually started playing Noah too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I got a Noah, Noah too. Or Neho too. Or you... Oh, Neo too. Yeah, yeah. Neo too sick, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. I mean, I'm really getting into it. Yeah, yeah. You know who you plays mean, it a lot? Our Danny Boy. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Uh, I like the... Uh, even though it's Dark Soul-esque, you know, I mean, honestly, the, the challenge is pretty rewarding. Yeah. You should but see speedrunners of that shit. Ugh, I, I don't want to know about that right now because I'm getting my ass kicked all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my speed, god. Speedrunners speed make it look so stupid easy. You know what I mean? It's like here I am, like oh my god, like hey, I'm trying here I'm trying to take like two hours to beat this boss, and then I probably watch a speedrunner. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, look at this, like thirty seconds. It's like fuck you, pal. Yeah, it's just like those guys that speedrun like Breath of the Wild, and you're just like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because they can. Yeah, because they can. Because they got the double jump with the bomb thing down and this, the gliding down, so they get. All the towers, and then they get everything like five minutes, and they're like, "Oh, look, I beat Ganon with just a, a stick." I'm like, "Fuck you, dude!" <laughs> but anyways, is that, was, what else have you been playing, brother? Or is that it? Uh, no, I actually, uh, what was that? I watched that uh, Cyborg with uh, Van Dam. Wow, that was the throwback. You know what I mean? Yikes! That was Coke days, Van Dam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, Mister Mister Van Dam. You, you can't snort that. There's there's what? there's what? a lot of sand. What, in, is, what are you saying? There's a lot of huh? sand in that cocaine right I'll now. Beat just just like no okay. And there he goes. Okay, back to uh, one. Uh, uh, back to one. Don't fight with him. Uh, don't 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 look him in the eye. Come on. I'll say what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> you have at least, you know, made uh, snorted in lines and not like a sand doom. No, he just he just like stuffs his fucking face in there like a fucking like the NC <laughs> Scarface. He just goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. No, that, that's a good. It's, I want to say it's a good movie, but I can't. I can't either. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a product of his time. It was like it's a, cl- it's a classic. It's I'll give it that. It is a classic terrible yeah <laughs> it's not it's not it, terrible but it's not fucking good no yeah yeah but speaking of awesome movies i also watched street fighter again i was about to say dude that's my favorite van damme movie is street fighter with raul julia yeah, yeah right the day that bison graced your village was the most important day of your life for me hey fuck you pal it was tuesday 
I'm serious. Like that line is classic. That line is cruel, and I love it. You know, it's it's the like the ultimate comeback. It's like, what do you say after something like that? You can't. Okay. You can't. There's nothing to say. Literally. Yeah, it's Okay, <laughs> we're gonna fight or what? Oh man, Ron Julia, good. God rest his soul. I love that guy. How they made Blanca in that movie really was funny, in my opinion. Yeah, that was terrible. That was so weird. So fucking bad. Yeah, this is sitting in front of like twelve screens, pretending won't fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember, I remember I saw this thing. Like, I forgot. Like I forget what it was. This is some SVU show, but it was like it was supposed to be like a torture, right? They were supposed to be torturing prisoners. So what they do is they start strobing the lights and they're playing like deathcore metal. And I'm sitting like, what's fucked up is I'm sitting here going like, that would put me to sleep. Yeah, same. They'd be like. They'd be like, fucking cool, bro. Oh, oh no, I, I'm tortured. It's, yeah. it, it, oh, God, make it stop. I, you know, I, I'm rocking too hard. Yeah, the pain. The pain. Oh, God. <laughs> it's making it's making it's making Pass out. <laughs> I don't know how much I can take of this. Just... <laughs> like, like I couldn't do it, dude. I was laughing so hard because there's like these prisoners and they're all like covering their ears and like, oh my god, it's so horrible. And I'm like, dude, that would have put me out. I would have been out. <laughs> I'm like, that is so horrible to say, but it's true. This one's about politics in Israel. Oh, Caesar, oh, Caesar. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. Uh, yeah, you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, we got to start the show. How about what about you, Dead What have you been doing? Uh, I watched One Division. Uh, caught up with that. Finished the season of The Magicians. Uh, that was weird because they did the whole season without literally the main character, which was strange. Uh, I wonder. I don't know if he's off the show or whatever, but whatever. Uh, I also saw... What did I see? I watched a movie. It sucked. I don't remember what it was. But it was horrible. Deep Blue Sea 2. We saw Deep Blue Sea 2 for our Patreon. That was the horrible one. God, that was it. That was the one I blocked out of my memory. Yep. (laughs) They got to edit that that today. Oh, no. Yes, it was... Oh, my God. I forget which one. It was fucking awful. That was Deep Blue Sea (laughs) 2. Yep, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I watched Starship Troopers with Lemons uh, Discord. Yeah, you told us about that. Yeah, that nobody yeah, yeah, had that, seen it before. What, that's what made me want to watch the second one on the, on the Patreon. Yeah, on the Patreon for this month, for March, we're going to be roasting Starship Troopers 2. But anyways, uh, I'm continuing my Breath of the Wild quest. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to get everything. Like, I wanted, I wanted 100% it because I... It's a problem with Zelda games. That's why I tend not to play them. By the way, Baby Lofus, I love you, but fuck you. I'm sorry. No. No. Skyward Sword was not a good game, and it was not a good story. Oh, thank you. God, nobody nobody thinks so, dude. I mean, there's a couple people that I He does. He does. He thinks so. (sighs) No. Yeah, he he, he really does think so. He thinks... um, 
that it was a good game, and I said uh, no, and I said it was trying to be a, it was a trying to it was trying to be a throwback to Ocarina and Majora's Mask. It was just too linear. It was way too linear and too like it felt suffocated with the motion controls. The story was super like the the villain was super like underwhelming. Um, Everything about it was underwhelming. A lot of backtracking in that game, like super super backtracking in that game. So love you, baby, but I'm sorry. It just it was not a good game. DJ, what do you think about Skyward Sword? It was all right. It existed. Don't take the neutral I, stance, you prick. <laughs> what? I try, you know. No, you know, no, no, no. It's no. something good for everybody. Say an give, opinion. Give us your Give us your fucking opinion. What? No, I mean, okay. As far as gameplay goes, yeah, it was very linear and a lot of backtracking. I mean, because I, I mean, I understand it was really, really trying to show, uh, show off the uh, emotion plus controls. Mm-hmm. And that was a problem. Mm-hmm. That, that was all they was focusing on. But I do like the art style. I love, I love how colorful it is. <clears throat> it was interesting seeing an origin story. I do appreciate that. An origin story to like literally everything. Mm-hmm. It's just that it wasn't told very good. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. a good game. Was not a good game. I'm sorry. Like, object- objectively speaking. Wasn't the best. But it's but, the last original Zelda story we had, and since I mean before Breath of the Wild. Yes, yeah. indeed. But no, like, do I hate the game? Absolutely not. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I think it's all right. It's they just like, a remake. Yeah, you know. So, I, I mean, I honestly think, yeah, I mean, I think they're gonna like, you know, maybe do like an extra expansion, probably like flush out a, flush out a bunch of stuff, or they'll probably just do like the Bowser Fury route. So. Well, we'll That's see. What I'm hoping for to uh to justify that price. Yeah, really. Uh, also, we have made the big time, boys. We got one of our episodes taken down from Anchor and Spotify, and uh, nobody has told us why. Nobody has told us why. So we've made the big. We've made the big time. How do you guys feel? <laughs> Which episode was it? I believe it was the Pokemon, or no, no. Uh, which, which episode was it? it, it it's uh, Animal Crossing is banned due to the whole China restrictions thing. That was a long time ago. That was a long, long time ago. Ah, China. <laughs> Once again, China strikes. I haven't backed down, and I'm not gonna, and I'm gonna keep fighting this. But yeah, how do you, how do you guys feel? Now, now we've made the big time. Some of our shit's been taken Hilarious. down for no reason. They really care about that fifty cents you made, huh? Yeah, really. Golly, so fucking I mean... funny. That's so fucking funny. That is so funny. It's so, uh... funny, but geez, if we want to go on a political rant, this is not a political podcast, so I won't. But good guys, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so I guess at the beginning of every show, now we have to say, due to the fair use law, everything we say and discuss and play in this podcast is for the uh, um, purpose of critique, satire, or discussion. So, with that fucking said, let's go ahead and start the show. Fuckers. Honk. And we called this a long time ago. 
and I don't remember, if, I'm pretty sure it was DJ who said, who doubted it, but Anthem has been abandoned now. Bioware has cut the hand off at the wrist. No, hell no. No, no, no. I, I, I it was a long time ago. I, what I said was that, why are they keeping this shit alive? Oh, okay. So that was the dissent. Okay. Yeah, because we, 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 we covered a story just a little while ago saying that they were going to try to revamp this to make an almost entirely new game. Well, apparently that's just shot in the ass. Uh, after a year of over internal overhaul on Anthem, EA Bioware have decided to stop development. Damn. In an announcement penned by executive producer Christian Daly, he explains that the decision to quit work on Anthem was motivated by a mixture of impacts of COVID and a desire to focus on other projects <laughs> like Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Oh, you mean the more successful projects? Yeah, you the, haven't had a good Dragon Age or Mass Effect game in like 12 years. Yeah, Mass Effect or really of sucked. Uh, 2020 <laughs> was a year unlike any other, however, month. suck at them. No, Mass Effect hey, 3 was terrible. Typical dead man. Mass Effect 3 was horrible. That's the one they got sued over. Like, you really want to try to argue the that. The ending was fucking terrible, and yeah. And, and, and Andromeda, yeah, that was fucking terrible. Yeah. Andromeda was especially terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, no. Uh, so it says here they're going to continue to make progress against all other game projects of Bioware, including from home during... From home development during the pandemic, and uh, is apparently putting undue stress on their teams. What did Bi what what did Anthem and Bioware make? What did they do? Anthem is the game. Yeah, Anthem is the Anthem. shared world shooter that Bioware tried to make, and well, the development was pretty much a fucking mess. And <laughs> Did it ever uh, get released? Or? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was released, and uh, oh, no. oh no, we were all oh, hyped dude. for it. We were all hyped for it. We really were. Wait, and, wait, uh, Deadman? Did you play it? No, fuck that. We yeah. were all hyped for it because of all the cool shit that we're showcasing. Here's the here's the game. Some game footage. You remember this mustard? Um, I don't actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, I can't blame him. See, th 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 that's what's funny. Like, despite all the hype that it was, it's once just, it turned out to be a big generic. shit show, everyone pretty much forgot about it. It looks generic. It, it is. It's generic. It's horrible. And, like, as hyped as I was, I was like, I want to wait. And I'm going to wait. Seriously. It looks like a Destiny ripoff. That's what all it is. That's what these shared world shooters are. They're pretty much trying to cash in on Destiny, who who's already had like a two, three year head start on them. Well, Destiny yeah. wasn't the first one to do it either. No, not even close. No, they're the most successful. So not true. I don't think it's the most popular. Maybe one Pretty of much. the most popular. The division was better, but anyways, so it's the, same, Anthem, it's the same game, so you can't really fuck say you. So Anthem has just straight out been abandoned, and I think this is hilarious because, yeah, I think the dissension was like we were wanting to see the overhaul, but DJ was right in the end. They should just cut the hand off at the wrist. That's true. I mean, I played it for like an hour. The only good thing about it was honestly flying. Like, when you're in the air, it's fucking awesome. It's like, you know, you, you do feel like Iron Man. Yeah, and that was supposed to be it. Like, that was supposed to be... It was supposed to be like, oh, you're going to feel like Iron Man. You're going to feel badass. But, nah, it, it just didn't happen. 
Yeah, just just like everything, but everything else sucked ass. And That's then a of shame. course, they nickeled and dimed their fucking players, and this game just this this game just died. It died on the vine. Oh, you mean they pulled an EA? Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's Ubisoft. That all just. Yeah, well, no, wait, 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 wait. Isn't it's it EA, EA, EA and Bioware. What the fuck are you talking about? I was trying to say Bioware, <clears throat> and it got mixed up with Ubisoft in my brain. No, Ubi- no, Ubisoft is a shitty division, okay? Yeah, that's what I said. Ubisoft sucks. Moving on. So, um, uh, well, DJ was right in the end. Like, my hopeful status of it being good and uh, mustard too stone to remember his opinion Dude, I, I, for the life of me, I can't, I can't remember that game. I'm sorry. DJ but was you, right. Do you know how much we talk about games on this fucking show? Like, different games and shit that I don't particularly care about? No. So, there's a new trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, and it came out literally oh, yeah. just a little while ago. And I wanted Let's to watch it. it with you guys. You guys ready for this? Um, Security Breach. Is this like the remake of the original? No. It's the new one. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, man, I mean, I'm just trying to get a handle on this fucking thing. You are nothing. Shut up. You are small, pathetic, but now you are more. Are you ready? Oh, oh, God. What the fuck? What? What the fuck? Oh, oh no. no. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, I wanna buy this pawn. Oh, look how clean that looks. We can get you out of here. You and me together. They won't stop hunting you. None of them will stop hunting you. My god, it's like open world financial fetties. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Oh my god. You will do as I say. You will bring me what I want. And if you fail me, then you Oh my god! Resident Evil by Minutes of Freddy. Damn, Freddy's jacked! Going on here than you realize. He always has been. Ah. Dude, that looks that looks sick. That looks wicked and I want it. You know, I'm sorry. I always say this to Dad, man. You know, I was like, you want to be a security guard for this place? Fuck this place. <laughs> yeah, we've worked we've worked security for so long that just no, <laughs> just just no. Seriously, you know, like I will go in. Punch my card into the freaking uh, thing to start, you know, the, the start, and I would immediately leave the leave the premises and just just sit outside and watch it. 
Who the hell's gonna break in there? <laughs> there was uh, what, what mustard? Read that one. Uh, what 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 was that? What was that one place you worked at? And uh, I forgot what happened. Something creepy happened, and you seriously you called me because you noped the fuck out, and then you literally <laughs> sat in your car for the rest of the night. Uh, hell of a Troy. We'll get to that in a second. Mustard, what does it say? <laughs> Matt Pat's crying and laughing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Matt Pat. Every time Poor one of these Matt, comes out. You know out, what? He's done great, though. Yeah, he is. So uh, what What happened? What creeped you out? Why Why? why did you nope out? Dude, I sw- Dude, that whole fucking building is haunted. I swear to God. What happened? Tell us about your experience, sir. Oh, dude, I had several of them. Like, one, uh, the the one that uh, Deadman is particularly referring to was, you know, like, for the most part, I just patrolled, you know, the first floor. It's like, you know, whatever, you know, lots of lights and, uh, you know. Open spaces, easy to see. Yeah, exactly. But, like, for... But like, but for, for one night, I I must have like struck my head and got a like an instant concussion because I decided to try to be more of a security guard and start and patrol the second floor. I mean, I don't know what the why the fuck I do that because it's a tall building. I don't know why anyone was like just going to the second floor, but whatever. So I had to go upstairs, and I swear to God, dude, like the moment I uh I leave the stairwell, like like the second I leave the stairs, dude, I instantly started hearing fucking whispering. And I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? So like, I'm 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 here walking like you know, down the hallway, and I swear to God, dude, like I saw like several shadows like fucking moving, and I know this for a fact. I know for a fact that I was alone. I mean, like the parking lot was empty. I made sure like uh, everyone was already checked out. I checked the systems, and I like, and dude, I swear to God, like I, I saw this like this one fucking shadow. It was like fucking creeping me. Like it was a fucking stalker. I swear to God. And every time I thought it felt it move, it was like the whispers started getting louder. And then all of a sudden it said my real name. It's like I'm like, you know what? Fuck this fault. Fuck it. Fuck this. Fuck this bullshit. I am fucking out of here. Fuck this building. <laughs> well, goddamn. Yeah, then he goes yeah. he runs to his car and sits in his car and calls me. And the first thing he asks me is, do you have a gun? <laughs> no? What? Why do you need a gun? And he's just and he tells me the whole thing, and I was just like, "Yeah, fuck that, dude. Just sit in your car." <laughs> yeah, and that's what the I did. Ain't the rest of dying. Day. Yeah. Huh? Say it again. So the job ain't worth dying for. You got da- yeah yeah dude that, yeah no you got dang right. Like I just I just sat there and then and from that point on I did not leave my fucking booth. Yeah, he, he watched. Did you watch the entirety of The Simpsons? Like working at that job, yeah, yeah. Because you know, you're bored as hell, so I literally bought all the seasons at the time, and you know, I, I would just watch. I like watch that. I watched the Golden Girls. I watched a bunch of shit. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, fuck that building, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, it's fucking haunted. It's fucking haunted, and fuck it. And that was just one incident. Like, jeez, because. uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna get into it. But like, there's like, because like, uh, Helen Troy in the back, they have like this weird boob where it takes in uh, semis. Yeah. 
It's like you saw was outside the building, and I was like, "Yeah, it should be safe here." Nope. Oh, I know. I know what story. Uh, the Helen Detroit backlot story that you told me. Yeah. Okay. So we'll cover that in the post show, and we'll do. Some, we're gonna do some spooky, some spooky stuff for the post show today. So mustard, uh, start curating the things you want to spook us with. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not right now, though. So, anyways, the Halo TV show that we all, we all knew about, have known about for like two years, has moved from Showtime to Paramount Plus, and Paramount Plus is also striking up a Beavis and Butthead movie. So, we'll get to that in a minute, though. Um, and a Workaholics movie. Yeah, and a Workaholics movie, too. Somehow they got the original staff for that. Uh, so apparently, this has been in the works for four years now, I think. Since 2017, <clears throat> 2018. And it's finally going to see the light of day in 2022. Jesus Christ. I still remember they announced the movie for Halo all the way back to Halo 2 days. Yeah, remember that? Now, now here's a real question at, at this point. And I, and I do mean at this point. Do, do any of you care? Either one of you? No. Yeah, no. Nah. I'm sorry. Nah. I've lost interest. Took too long, took too many, too many hands, and I've just lost interest. So, uh, if you have Paramount Plus, the new series, the new streaming service that's going to be up, congratulations! You're going to get uh, a Halo TV series in, uh, next year. Moving on from that, though, EA is putting the future of its franchises, Titanfall and others, into its own studio's hands. I don't know what that means. I think it, be, I think it basically means that, oh, hey, Jedi Fallen Order was a success without us dipping our hands into it. Maybe we need to do that for other games. Don't you think so? That's the only thing I can think of. Well, that's a good take on it. Let's take a let's take a look here. Uh, Laura Meal loves working with people who make games. The love that began cultivating around twenty five years ago when she got her start at the subsidiary of Command and Conquer Westwood Studios. Uh, those years directly working with developers forever shaped my understanding of the complexities and sophistication of the game development, as well as my appreciation and admiration of game developers. Now she's the chief studios officer, the CSO for EA where she works with a lot of game developers and um, is said to be the gravitational center of the company. Okay, so come on, come on, get to the fucking point. Um, still, still just... Uh-huh. She repeatedly emphasized the importance of keeping players involved, uh, citing examples of releasing the Command & Conquer source code, uh, the Arisian announcement of a new skate game uh, by the new EA studio called Full Circle. Nice. Uh, so we knew about that, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm reading this, there's not a lot of meat on this. It's a whole lot of words, not a whole lot of saying anything. Uh-huh, yeah. So here we go. 
in contrast to all the other games that she's mentioned so far, she points to Star Wars Battlefront 2, where EA DICE was able to take the time to turn the game around from its original form, which players were unhappy with. And she's just talking about the players having a role in what's going to happen. Um, she says they got accolades and pats on the back for this. No, you got thanks for fixing your fuck up. That's what you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. You, you did not get pats on the back. Like Maybe that's what you understood it as, but you did not get pats on the back. You got, oh, look, you fixed your fuck up. Congratulations. You're now a big boy. Like, get fucked, lady. <laughs> Come on. Oh, God. Uh, so she mentions Titanfall. Uh, right now, developer Respawn currently appears to be focused on the Battle Royale taking place in Apex Legends rather than taking on a new main game. Um, yeah, we know that. Shit's been around for three years now. Two years? Mustard? Three years. Three years? Three years. So literally, this is just a trend. This is like a podcast. Look how long this is. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> power to the players? Like, I guess? I guess, she's not saying anything. This is a really pointless article I've been reading. Yeah, this is really pointless. Like, none of, none of this has been detailing what they're doing. All they're essentially doing is saying that we're going to listen to our player base more. Congratulations, you've joined the rest of the fucking video gaming market and industry. Uh, so, we take all these inputs that give us a sense of what players are loving and not liking. Our studio leaders then work with the game teams to, de to determine how we prioritize and address direct player feedback. Uh, they say uh, EA will stay, step in and make decisions as needed. Developers are given okay, agency. So Paul, Paul, Paul reads all the emails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to make things they want to make. And players hopefully eventually feel their needs and wants are met. So this is this is both what DJ said and this is also, uh, this is also a cop-out. This is a major fucking cop-out. They're they're like oh well we're gonna we're gonna make these studios work on the games that they're working on, and keep our hands off it. Therefore, whatever fuck ups do happen to happen, uh, uh, you know you can no longer put the finger on EA. You now have to blame Respawn, and you have to blame Full Circle, and you have to blame all these other companies that, that it's now it's now in their hands. So if it fucks up, it's no longer EA. That's what they're doing. Yeah, but the uh, but the interesting thing part is, watch these games are actually gonna be, actually become good. <laughs> what do you think, uh, mustard? I don't know, man. This just sounds like one big, uh, like one big self pat on the back for shit that isn't really that special. You know who did this. You know who, who did, did this? Fucking Microsoft with 343. Yeah? 
Remember when they distanced themselves from 343 when Microsoft was like, hey, we're hands off now. We're hands off. Whatever happens is on them. And that was around Halo 4, right after Halo 4, going into Halo 5 and all that other stuff. So, maybe, maybe I mean, I, I like DJ's take on this. I like the idea of looking towards a brighter future. Like, maybe these games will get better. Uh, like, Sunrise developers who did uh, uh, the Star Wars squadrons and Respawn doing uh, Fallen Order, uh, as well as Titanfall and Apex. So... <laughs> You know, maybe maybe this will help. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, it could potentially help, yeah. Yeah, it, it could definitely help. I mean, seriously, I can't tell you. I mean, how many uh, games was was a complete disaster because the business aspect of EA just couldn't keep their freaking hands off. So, you know, hopefully this will be the proper solution if EA can continue keeping their hands off. Yeah, I mean, look at Battlefront 2. I mean, that was all EA, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, and that, look what uh, happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she's like, we got a lot of pats on the back. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Well, your game got boycotted and fucking had to guess, basically get redone. <laughs> they got sued, yeah. Yeah, seriously, your stock, your stock dropped because of it. So, yeah, I don't, I see, I see this as a double-edged sword. I see this as that if one game fucks up, they're going to throw that developer under this, under the bus and just use it as an opportunity to buy the IP off them and say, look, see, when we were involved, that game was awesome. But now that it's just you starting to suck. So I don't know. We'll see where, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Season two is announced, guys. Uh, so, <laughs> so I love the next episode of uh, Dragon <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So Taxi Chaos brings back Taxi Chaos. <laughs> oh, I love I love this fucking game, dude. <laughs> uh, this well, is this one's a crazy taxi. Crazy Taxi, yeah. Crazy Taxi was the better one, I think. Yeah, this one was a yeah. knockoff. Yeah. Okay, this one was well, a Sony exclusive knockoff, yeah. No, they call this like a spiritual sequel, I think. So oh, really? Let's take a look yeah. here. Uh, so starting, I guess, Monday on PS4, pedestrians and tourists take cover on the streets because they're about to get even more reckless. Jump into the cab and rush all around, uh, uh, rush all around to pick up the craziest customers and drop them off as fast as you can. With Taxi Chaos, we want to bring a throwback to a classic, almost forgotten arcade racing genre uh into the ps4 hmm. so yeah this is just a i guess a remake to crazy taxi look at that that was a great game you love that game you played that game a uh, lot when you were a kid i did yeah and i was a baby yeah jesus this, this was they had a uh, <laughs> a more diverse soundtrack yeah and it had a really good one or a more diverse, you know, release platforming. <laughs> look at look at the fair. Look at the fair. Jesus, eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> COVID pricing. <laughs> <laughs> that is reasonable. 
So I'm trying to find where it says it's a spiritual successor, but I'm not really finding it. Uh, New Yellow City, a town where everybody has too many places to be but never enough time to get there. The team has done everything in its power to recreate uh, the perfect arcade city. Um, wow. Uh, just like the classics, the gameplay in Taxi Chaos is centered around picking up passengers, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, before the team started on the city design, what would be the best city to take as an inspiration for this spiritual successor? There you go. Nailed it, DJ. So, New York City apparently is it. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. So you know that... <laughs> wow. Look at that. That's what you're going to be working with. So you got Central Park. You got downtown. You got the stadium over here. Hmm. It's like a GTA map. It's a tiny portion of a GTA map. That's even smaller than the fucking division map. So this is really cool. I mean, this is is it kind of come to the Xbox or the PC? Am I have to check Google? It doesn't, it doesn't look like it. So Taxi oh, Chaos yeah. rushes to PS4 tomorrow. Yeah, it's probably a, a timed exclusive. It'll probably go there eventually. All right, let's 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 find out because that looks that looks like a lot of fun. Hey. Uh, uh, well, there you go. Hey, and it's only 30 oh, bucks. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I mean, that's... I mean, I love nostalgia, but... Uh, it's pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah, if this was 20 bucks, I'd be like, I'm in. But like, 30 bucks and up? Uh... Why isn't it free? So it's not going to be... It's on the Switch. PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Neat. Kind of surprising. Console only. Yeah, no shit, right? I might get it on the Switch. I have like, I have like $17 in like coins or whatever. Huh. <sighs> Okay, all right, there's salt stick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, why? Why only this? Why only consoles? Like, that's so weird, especially for a game like this where PC, like nostalgia PC heads would eat it up, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. That, that reminds me, how's it going in your quest to find an Xbox Series X, my man? Not good. Not good. I was this close with Best Buy, and they had some two days ago. And literally the second I got the email, it's like, hey, in stock. I clicked it out of stock. Fuck. Oh, yeah, you got to be like, you can't rely on those fucking emails, dude. You got to be sitting there F pressing F5 the whole day. <sighs> yeah. So they literally have, till, they have one month, one month, and that's it. I'm moving on. Speaking of moving on, though, Rainbow Six Siege, or Rainbow Bix Miege, as the neighbors call it, gets its first gay operator, Flores. Hmm. 
Sweet. Wait, wasn't the deal one of the other ones like bisexual or something? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. Either way, I, it's, it's pretty low on my priority list to know about these things. <laughs> yeah. <see? laughs> Why? <laughs> things I give a fuck about. Yeah, Not see, this. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> Ubisoft has announced an update Rainbow Six Siege since the game's launched in 2015. One of the game's biggest features is the new operators. <laughs> the first new character Rainbow Six Siege Year 6 is already making a splash. splash. Flores is an offensive operator with a series of four explosive drones on wheels. He's also the, fir- the game's first Not, not offensive, but offensive. Offensive, right. Sorry. First. Yes. Dead man. <laughs> I was trying to get through it. <laughs> Flores is an offensive operator yeah. with a series of four explosive drones on wheels. He's also That's the game's the- first gay character. So, let's see here. So, this is cool. I mean, uh... It's like a comic somebody made on Reddit that was like, Now go, my little one. Daddy loves you, and he's got like a tear in his eye. <laughs> it was like bomb. every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so operators have historically hailed from specific organizations that deals with t- counterterrorism. Ash is from the IDF and SWAT. Uh, what? No, Ash is with SWAT. She's not from IDF. Finca is Spetsnaz. Flores, on the other hand, is a master thief who hails from Argentina, and an in-game report from one of his teammates also reveals he's a devoted husband. Uh, Mustard? In general, I'd say he's a good mate, a bit awkward, but he listens when others speaks, which is more than I can say for a lot of people. Every night he calls home to talk to his husband, but he's very private about their relationship, with me at least. He cares about people in general, but his marriage is on another level. Even when he takes off his ring, it never leaves his person. Sounds like Okay. Sounds like Muzzy. Oh, it's Gridlock. No. Yeah, you were close. If you should ever see that my, my boy is gay. <laughs> uh, imagine imagine trying to offend him with Gridlock around? That's that's a bad day for you. Dude, Gridlock's thick thick and yeah. Dude, Gridlock Gridlock will mess your day up if you try to mess with his homie. Yeah, she's the thickest one in the game. Actually, she's the most heavy set character. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like she'll, she'll fuck you up. Yeah. I don't know if I was saying he before, but Gridlock is a she, and she will fuck you up. Flores looks pretty neat compared to the other characters when it comes to visual design as well. While a lot of the cast are wearing heavy tactical gear, buttoned up style, Flores sports a pair of stylish red shades and a flat cap. Flores will become available for everyone to play with operating Operation Crimson Heist, which was to release March sixteenth. A few rainbows of a few Rainbow Six recently appeared in Ghost Recon Breakpoint as well. You having a stroke? You okay, bud? Can you get through this? Tripping out. <laughs> like my brain just fucked everything on this article for some reason, and it's not, it's nothing to do with the article. It's just my brain fucked it. For a lot of people, this has upset them, but like honestly, there's a, there's like majority of us just who gives a fuck. Um, let's see here. Um, I 
this guy's trying to say, how come the gay guy has to look different? Um, they're trying to, a lot of people are talking about like tokenism and stuff like that. And you know what? What's weird is that we're minorities and we kind of forget that we do have, we do, we do suffer from tokenism. You know what I mean? And, and oh, uh, yeah, yeah, go, go, go up, go up. False, uh, false inclusivity. So stupid, operator sexuality has never been a thing in Rainbow Six. It's something that is focused on. It's not something that's focused on or ever even discussed. So I find this really stupid. Not because I'm anti-gay. I have plenty of gay friends. No, you don't. That's an automatic lie. (laughs) Shoehorning it into a place where it doesn't belong. Hmm. Yeah, Thatcher does have a wife in his bio, so do several others. Yeah, people are just shooting him down. (laughs) I have plenty of gay friends. Do they know that? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it just sounds like one of those things the only same being homophobic. Like, I'm not racist, but. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) True that. Yeah, really, though. No, but honestly, I don't give a fuck. Like, cool. Well, I mean, like that's what I'm ask- that's what I'm asking you guys. Like, as you know, DJ is black, so he suffers probably the most from uh, tokenism or you know false representation in media. <laughs> so, what do you think, DJ? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess people could have like a little uh. You know, it could be a little ire about the whole uh, tokenism when it comes to the, uh, you know, gay people, but in the end, I'm with Mustard. I don't give a fuck. Is he good at his job? Great. It's like, uh, you want to talk about tokenism in Rainbow Six? Fucking the only, like, African American American on, like, the team is Castle. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a pro baseball player. But he had like the most like suburbanist life ever. Like he lived in a fucking like sheltered ass house. He watched anime, like, and he talks like such a um, not not black guy. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but you know, I, it's... It's I don't know. I just think it's funny. Like the Rainbow Six has always been kind of weird with its races and shit. I I, I honestly don't think they know what to do. Considering that yeah. most of them are French, you know what I mean, and it's and it, a lot of it's also developed in Canada. There's four from each. There's four from each. You can't do that. Not mo- there's not most anything. It's on. It's, it's even most of the time. No, uh, developers. Developers. Oh, I thought you meant operators. I was like, what? Yeah, no, developers. Yeah, they're mostly French. Yes. You know, so I don't know. If they're just fighting their own bias. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like the only black man I know, he stays inside all day. He plays video games and watches anime. I don't know. He doesn't talk like black guy. We'll do that. We'll do that for Castle. Sounds good. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't fucking. It's so Probably. strange to me. That's you know what I mean? <laughs> Throw you out with that. <laughs> they call DJ. <laughs> Fuck you guys! It's they, fun. Threw, they threw in the they threw in the baseball for just the sports stereotype. <laughs> I know, right? Well, he's black. He must play some kind of sports. Nepa? Yeah, but not football. It's too obvious. No, no, it cannot be football. It's way too obvious. Nepa. 
Uh, <laughs> he's uh, what, what do they play with the stick? With the stick in America, the baseball. The baseball. He will play the yeah. baseball. Yes. Yeah, yeah a how's, how's the fuck do you play the baseball? <laughs> who, who cares? We're not going to go into it. Just just put it on there. Put it on there. <laughs> Oh, I just, I just think it's funny, dude. Yeah, his, <laughs> like his, his character trips me out. Not gonna lie. <laughs> and you know, he was almost part of the division as well, which is also part of his bio. Oh, god damn it! <sighs> Sorry, DJ. <laughs> the French do not view you very high. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just saying a because the German in you wants to like go on a huge tirade? No comment. <laughs> Don't get him started. Uh, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, our, our relations, you know, uh, have healed over the years. So Kevin Feig <laughs> shares updates on Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and more Disney Plus series coming out. False sense of security. God damn it. <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> He, he took questions at the first Disney Plus Television Critics Association panel. Well, I got through that pretty quick. Uh, he kept things mostly spoiler-free, but gave insight to the, the development of ongoing Marvel shows like WandaVision, uh, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and uh, uh, they even have... Oh, what? They have plans for Daredevil and Punisher. Ooh. All right. Okay, neither one of you guys are excited about that. I love pun. I love Daredevil. On what Disney Plus? No, on, on Netflix. Oh, they're bringing it back on Netflix. That's crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> he has plans for it. Their their rights have lapsed. It's now back in Disney's hands. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So Daredevil's coming back on Disney Plus. Maybe yes, yes, more than likely yes. But either way, he has plans for the shows, including Punisher. So. The only two shows out of all of them that was actually good. Well, what you like? You like one of the other ones? Well, there was, uh, there was Iron Fist. There was Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones and Luke Cage. Luke Cage, Daredevil, and Punisher. I guess Jessica Jessica Jones was okay, but just because of uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah, what's his name? David uh, David Tennant. David. <laughs> yeah, after after Kilgrave, they yeah, kind of sucked. Like he was so fucking good. Damn, yeah, he was like after, so after, good. Yeah, after that season, it was kind of like, okay, why do I care? But uh, yeah, Daredevil season three or season two or three, I don't remember which one it was. That one kind of faltered too. They kind of went off the rails with the whole immortal ninjas thing. Even though it's canon, even though that's completely canon, it happens in the fucking comic books. It's still one of those things where it's just like because it's canon in the comic book doesn't mean it should be canon in the freaking show. Should be on TV. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Like any mortal ninjas. <laughs> oh, but anyways, he has plans for them. And I'm, that excites me because I really like Daredevil and I really like Punisher. I know DJ really loved Punisher. Absolutely. 
Because John Bernthal played that to a fucking T. Like, that dude was molded for that role. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh hell yeah. So. He, he, doesn't be, he doesn't need to be part of the Defenders. Yeah, fuck the Defenders, dude. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Defenders, yeah, honestly. I'm sorry. It was pretty much, you know, like, you know, the crime-fighting adventures of Daredevil and Friends. Yeah, that's, that's all it was. Literally, though. Yeah, yeah, literally. Welcome to the Blind Guy in Friends Hour, featuring that bitch, this dude, that black guy, and Daredevil. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was harsh. That was harsh. That was really harsh. I apologize for that. that but pretty, yeah, that's pretty ableist, actually. <laughs> this was pretty harsh. Yeah, I'm sorry for that, but it's that was cancel worthy. Yeah, well, get in line. So apparently, uh, the plans for the MCU on Disney Plus are well underway. Yes, they are. If you haven't been watching Disney WandaVision, holy shit. Uh, the I haven't actually. Oh, well, between shows, between shows, no spoilers. Because something just happened, something really important just happened. And uh, you, you're going to want to hear about it, Mustard, because I know it's one of your favorite things. Anyways, so Hawkeye is okay. also currently filming with Jeremy Renner, uh, returning as Clint, and uh, Haley Steinfeld as uh, Kate Bishop. So she's uh, like the apprentice to all this. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Also, we have a debut date for that. I think that's in, uh, I think that's in June. Uh, Black Widow movie comes out in May. Loki comes out also, I think, in June or July. And Legend of the Ten Rings was Shang-Chi that nobody asked for. <laughs> it's coming out sometime. And, I forgot that existed. Yeah, and DJ's... Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Mustard's favorite thing, the What If series, is going to be coming. Oh, dude, hell yeah. Yeah. Fucking so. Flashpoint with Marvel? Sick. Dude, yes, I know. Uh, Feig said that She-Hulk will begin production in a few weeks A week or so after that Moon Knight will also go into production And Moon Knight's going to be interesting Because it has a lot to do with Wolverine <sighs> Like that has a lot to do with Wolverine You know what I mean? Yeah but it's fucking Moon Knight dude Jeez What overpowered underutilized Yeah Overpowered oh, yeah, yeah if the moon phases is right he's a fucking he's a a fucking bitch ass oh my god yeah he's useless I know I just like teasing you about him because I know how much you hate him yeah I really do dude it's like it's in the same park as fucking Ant-Man I I still to this day can't believe they made an Ant-Man film let alone it was a good movie though no 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 don't get me wrong (laughs) it's a good film I'm talking about just a fucking character well uh, Pym is essential for Ultron and for other parts of the MCU. So bringing Scott in kind of made sense to bring in the Pym factor. Ugh. What at, at least they it, did, it, it, they, it was only because MCU was just that good. Anything could fucking make it work, and they did make the Ant Man movie work. But I'm freaking sorry, dude. It's fucking Ant Man. I can't, I can't, I can't agree with you, dude. I'm sorry. The the movies were too good, and the idea that they didn't go with the Cold War bullshit that was the original uh, Henry Pym and wife combo, it was it was so much better. 
It was so much better. Because let's not forget the comics that you and I read, you and I, growing up, because we shared these fucking comics, we did not read the Scott comics. We read the Henry Pym ones. So you got to remember that. Still ain't, man. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) Uh, some yeah, of the shows, that, some of the shows that I mentioned, are about to start filming, and we are keeping in mind that the structure that will lead into a season or two, uh, season three, in a more direct way than, say, a show like One Division, which clearly goes into a feature, but it is new. So we're gonna have a feature at the end of One Division. Wow. Uh, she said, he says that's how uh, Wanda is going to be appearing in the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness movie. Directed by Sam Raimi, which I can't believe I got my wish on that one. That still makes me happy. When is that going to come out? Uh, soon. Actually, real soon. Uh, so there's no season two of Wanda planned. Oh, no. So then they go from a show directly to a movie. Fuck. Oh, no. And there's only two episodes left. Dude, they better get on this. Uh, so Feig says sometimes it can go into a feature, then back into a series. They announced Miss Marvel and her debut on Disney plus will be going into the second chapter of, uh, Captain Marvel, but sometimes, and yet to be announced, we are thinking and of planning second seasons for some of the upcoming series. He also acknowledged the popularity of some non Disney plus series that honestly sucked. Uh, agents of uh, agents of shield was not good. I'm sorry. It was, it was just a very fun. forgettable series. It really was. Runaways, uh, Cloak and Dagger and all that stuff. It just wasn't good. It just wasn't good. And I don't know, maybe because they were trying to go uh, MCU versus Fox, Mutants versus Created Thing. I don't know. It just it did, wasn't, wasn't good. Daredevil fans, Jessica Jones fans, Luke Cage fans would disagree with one reporter's assertion that Disney Plus is Marvel's first successful teach, uh, TV venture. <laughs> so Fig just took a swing at at, at the media. everybody, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Um. Uh. Loki has received a, a a date in June, a month delay after previously being announced for May. <clears throat> and the next Spider-Man next title yeah. is Spider-Man No Way Home, and they've begun filming. You see so. the prank that the, the fucking cast pulled on everybody? Oh, with the uh, with the wrong title? Yeah. <laughs> so many people are pissed off about that, right? So so many people are all like, "Oh, this is bullshit." They're just playing with this. Oh, they they like he leaked it, and it's it's a fake leak. It's all fucking bullshit. I'm like, he's a 19 year old kid. Dude, For... they were all in on it. They were all all the actors fucking did it. Yeah, all of them, all of them. They they pranked they pranked Marvel. Yeah. They literally pranked Marvel. Like, that's amazing to me. I thought it was funny. Yeah, me too. Me too. The, <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the title was originally uh, Spider-Man Phone Home. Yeah. Phone Home. I see why they changed it. It was never Phone Home. No, no, no. It was a joke. Like, they fucking... They fucking... They announced it as that, and it was never that. And, like, ah. every, yeah. Now everybody's mad. And blaming Tom Holland, even though he's just a kid. 
So, I think they should get the fuck over it. They played an awesome prank, and a lot of people fell for it, including myself. Yep, same. So, DC is... The Blue Beetle is getting a movie. God damn it. DC, why? Just stop. What the fuck? They hired director Angel Manuel Soto. Uh... Uh, there he's set to direct the Blue Beetle, which will focus on Mexican-American teen Jaime Reyes, the third character to, do- to adopt the Blue Beetle name. Uh, writing the film is Mexican-born Gareth Dunnett Alcos... What the fuck? Alcocer? Uh, writer on the Universal's upcoming Scarface remake. It's an honor to direct Blue Beetle, the first Latino superhero film for DC. Is that right? They're remaking Scarface? Who asked for this? Nobody. I want to sincerely thank everyone at Warner Brothers and DC for trusting me uh, to bring uh, the character to life. I can't wait to make history together. So they're going to start production in the fall. Debuting in 2006, Reyes is noted for being significantly different from the previous Beatles. With no prior connection to superheroes or abilities, Reyes' origin seems uh, sees him discover the titular Beetle Scarab, a piece of alien tech, which grabs itself onto the base of his spine and gives him a powerful suit of armor, an energy cannon, powered blades, wings, and several other abilities. He also lives in El Paso, Texas. No way, really? Yeah. Uh, Reyes was quickly found by Booster Gold, a Booster Gold who's a fake superhero. <laughs> uh, and so he becomes part of the Avengers. That's so sick. They said, Avengers. Uh, Justice League. They said it was in the works since 2018. And Blue Beetle and Booster Gold live-action film was previously rumored in 2015, but ended up never uh, got around to it. Huh. So, yeah, he lives in El Paso, Texas. So, that's funny. That's sick. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Why, DJ? Why? <laughs> you know Why? So, The Undertaker has formally endorsed The Rock to run for president. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. One of your favorite pro wrestlers of all time. Second one, yeah. Or third one, sorry. Mark Calloway believes the wrestling champion turned Hollywood heavyweight could add a new title to his already impressive resume. He endorses his former nemesis for the squared circle for a position in the Oval Office, saying that Johnson could be the uniter that people are looking for. Honestly, I, yeah, I could back that. I, 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 don't, I don't see a single person on the left or the right that would actually be like, what? The Rock for president? Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind it at 100,000%. Like, it wasn't that bad, you know, but... Yeah, I mean, he has a silver tongue, and I'm sorry. Like, if Ronald Reagan can be president, a freaking actor. We'll not talk about our previous president, but the man works his tail off, and he dives in wholeheartedly in everything he does. And if he gets his mindset that he wants to make a run of politics, he'll do it. Uh, So he told uh, an outlet. Huh. So, yeah, Undertaker's officially retiring this year. Also... How many times has he said that? No. Well, no, you know, he, he said he was going to stop wrestling. He's retiring now. 
There's there's like a weird, it's a wording difference, you know what I mean? Uh, he's charming and witty, and I think he can be the uniter that people are looking for. I know that he has a charisma, maybe all it would take would be one eyebrow. He'd look at the left, raise the eyebrow, look at the right, raise the eyebrow, and hit him with the people's elbow. I don't know, man. There's so many possibilities, and if that's what he chooses to do, I'll support him wholeheartedly in his efforts. <laughs> What's funny is that, yeah, Johnson told USA Today earlier this month that he would be open to considering a presidential run in the future if the people wanted it. So that's that's an actual thing, yeah. Uh, I'm... I don't know where to stand on this, guys. <laughs> well, we can't be like, ooh, actors can't run for presidents because we have had Reagan and, you know, the last one in the past. So, like, we can't really be like, we know what stands for presidency anymore because we fucking don't. Exactly. DJ, what, what do you got to say about all this, man? I say, accept it, dead man. Your Undertaker says it's possible. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I was <laughs> I was I'm always for change. I am always for change. Never let that be misconstrued as anything else. I'm always for change. Sometimes change sucks. Sometimes change happens and it's just not good. That doesn't mean we go back. That means we go forward and we accept that what did what happened wasn't good and now we have to correct that going forward. I believe I believe The Rock or Dwayne Johnson, whatever you want to call him, he has a higher education. He has one that he worked through uh, from, from Florida because he was a professional athlete getting a full-ride scholarship. So there's, there's things here that I can see politically. You know what I mean? Like that would be a benefit. Yeah, it's it's the idea of what ticket he's going to run on, who's going to endorse him, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? Mm, I think he'll probably try independent. I think so, too. Yeah, I think so, too. And what I want to see him as president? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, the, the part of me that loves chaos? Absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't want to hate so nah yeah so i don't know that's cool maybe i don't know maybe we'll get the rockets fucking president so we'll move on from that though Zack snyder apparently pitched a romance between batman and lois lane in a plot originally meant for the justice league yes we know everybody knows because it was part of the original uh controversy in Justice League. Like, we know. And everybody shot it down for a reason. Like, it, it wasn't a good idea. I mean, yes, it does happen in the comic books, but no. Yeah, she was too old. <laughs> well, this is, Everyone this knows is... Batman goes, goes after his best friend's daughters. Oh, oh God. No, nope, not yeah. doing that. Not doing the Barbara Garden. Nope, nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's what he wants. Moving on. Moving on, because that's literally a nonplussed thing. Like, it's, yeah, it's like we've yeah. all known. Yeah, forget, you know, forget about the well-aged steak. Shut up. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. 
Christ. She liked her better when she couldn't walk. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so Stanley's biography, oh my god, reveals the darker side of a Marvel icon. <laughs> fuck, that was, and what I said was harsh, but holy shit. Stanley is arguably the most famous figure in comic book history. That's not to say that his long career was free from controversy. For decades, he was dogged by allegations that he took too much credit for the work he created and shared too little of the spotlight. Yeah, that's kind of how comic books work. <laughs> you have one person doing this thing, one person doing that thing. This thing just happens to be a little bit more important than what that guy's doing. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Like another thing about Stan Lee, he was a massive pervert, and bless him for it. <laughs> well, yeah. For most right. of his long life, Lee's superpower was uh, the ability to avoid taking too many hits in his reputation. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <coughs> Go ahead, mustard. <coughs> Shit. Okay, that will likely change with the release of the new book, True Believer, The Rise and Fall of Stan Lee by Abraham Reisman. It offers an illuminating and often harsh look at the life of this, of this American icon, who died in 2018 at the age of 95, <clears throat> and calls into question many of the key elements of his legacy. <clears throat> Seasoned comic fans are familiar with the long controversy over the rightfully assigned credit for the creation of characters that launched in the Marvel Age, as the face of Marvel since the 1960s. Lee has received the bulk of that credit due to a combination of lazy journalism and his own significant self-promotional skills. There is no denying that Lee's acumen for public relations, okay, in many, of his, in many ways his uh, affability was an essential ingredient to Marvel's success. His talent was too undeniable. Too was undeniable. His witty, inventive dialogue gave the Marvel line he scripted most of the comics in the early days a unique voice that made the books stand apart. The personable touch also helped him establish a connection with Marvel readers through casually charming letters, columns, and later his bullpen bulletins. Lee was also largely responsible for the then novel idea of an interconnected comic verse, the continuity that followed Spider-Man to appear in the pages of the Avengers or the Fantastic Four. You good? Uh, yeah, sorry. I got a, a piece of bacon literally just lodged itself in my throat. So, are you eating your bro? No, it, I, like, I took a drink and it fell out of my tooth, apparently. Ugh. So, yeah, you're eating during your fucking show. Stop eating bacon. No, it was stuck in my tooth. I've been trying to work it out all, all show. Uh, he made comic books hip. He made it something that the Village Voice would do a piece about, or Rolling Stone would have a cover or story about. And that enormously important to the uh, history of comics. <laughs> I mean, everybody was doing comic books back then. Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. Okay, so Lee got a lot of people together, and he said, look, I'm going to be the face. And they all said, okay. Like, back then, they were, they were young enough to just do what DJ and I wanted to do a long time ago, which was just get our name out there. We were happy with not being paid. We were happy with just having our name on a script or, or, or on, on a on a piece of fiction. We were happy with that, right, DJ? Yeah, pretty much. Because if you do look at it, like a lot of the a lot of the comic books and stuff have the credited writers on them. Yeah, they do. Like, that's a legal thing, you know. 
Well, it is now. Back then, it was it was a, it was a very different thing. It was very very different. Uh, so, so is yeah. this book gonna put fucking uh, the dead Stan Lee on trial now? Is that what they're doing? No, nobody's gonna buy it. We everybody knows. Like he, him and Jack Kirby even publicly made amends with each other. Like so, it's it's like it's like what are you doing? You're, you're just you're kicking a dead horse of a man that meant a lot to a lot of people. <clears throat> Well, you know what they say: controversy creates cash. Apparently, yeah, um, no, that's true. So he says the knack for making himself the center of every story written about Marvel came at the expense of creators such as Steve Ditko, who we know, uh, and Jack Kirby, who we also know. Lee constantly shortchanged his creative partners and in many, and in many ways helped create the impression that the Marvel Age was a virtual one-man operation. No, he didn't, and whoever believes that's an idiot. Like I'm yeah, sorry, I mean, yeah, you're me one guy wrote every fucking thing. No, no, no. A uh, true believer establishes a consistent, a consistent pattern of wildly inconsistent explanations in these stories over the years regarding how the company's stable of heroes, from Spider-Man to Thor, were actually invented. Because he was 95 years old, <laughs> you're talking to that. You're, you're asking him to remember shit from 20, 30 years ago. Fucking mustard can't remember last week. I literally can't remember the game that we talked about. Apparently, yeah. So, to be told that I mean the the full title should be the rise, the fall, and the rise again of Stan Lee, because that guy, you know, his career is like a freaking uh, it's like, it's like a freaking wave, just goes up and down. Did but, he have some? Did he have some controversies? Did my man have some uh, discrepancies? You know, but he always kept rising, you know, and he's a true aspiration. And dude, like, despite his age, dude, he was like, honestly, one of the coolest guys you could ever have meet. Yeah. I mean, like, for for fuck's sake, this guy came under fire a few years ago because he refused to make Peter Parker black or gay. Like, there was so much controversy thrown his way, calling him a racist, calling him an ableist, calling him uh, 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 homophobic and anti-LGBT, and literally everybody that was LGBT and, and, and pro these people had to come out and tell these fucking woke warriors, look, dumb fuck, we have a black and a Hispanic Peter Parker, it's Miles fucking Morales, Peter Parker is a white guy. That is straight. You are trying to change a character who is this. Like, yeah. like, like you, you're, you're fucking this up and you're blaming him for not wanting <clears throat> to change his creation to suit your narrative. Get fucked. SJW. Yeah, seriously. It even tackled issues that no one wanted to talk about. I mean, like not everyone knows this, but the X-Men comics, it's basically about racial relations. It was, it, it was, it was, con, it was conceived in the, uh, during the, uh, the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Yeah. You know, during the whole silver, uh, you know, like, you know, race equality type of shit. I mean, professor X is basically Martin Luther King and Magneto is basically Malcolm X. He literally st- said this, like, these are the characters. Yeah. So like, like just, just people have come for him before. And honestly, 
I, I relate to it so much because DJ and I have had success writing and we've had people trying to change our characters to fit the narrative that they want. One of DJ's characters, uh, Kai, a lot of people demanded he turn gay because they wanted to see him with another character. And when DJ refused, we lost some fans. They called him several names, including homophobic on the way out. But... Like, like that struggle that Stanley went with for fucking 50, 60 years. I get it. I understand. What about you, DJ? No, absolutely. I mean, you know, as a writer, like, he's pretty much one of my inspirations. And, it, 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 and you go through a lot of this shit, uh, a lot of this shit when you try to, when you try to create, especially when it's a creation that becomes at least somewhat successful. You always have these people like, oh, what if they're this? Or, why can't they get with that? And it's like, that's not part of the fucking plan. You can't just change the plan. It's because you want something to happen. Also, you know, that's why we have fan fiction. Yeah, it's also part, not part of the, the character itself. Like, 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 when they were demanding for DJ's character to change, it was like, no, this guy has, this, 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 this is his story. Nowhere in his story does this fit the narrative that you're trying to create. Like, so... You know, seriously, it, it was almost like, you know, it was like, it was almost like they was trying to give me like, okay, fine, he likes dicks. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I don't know, lately I have found myself really railing against that kind of stuff. And I don't know why. And I, and I think that's maybe why is because they tried to fuck with Stanley. They tried to fuck with, uh, Neil Gaiman because they wanted the characters of Good Omens to be gay. And Neil said, no. They're friends. Stop it. Like, literally, he said that. He was like, no, they're friends. Stop it. Not addressing this ever again. And that was it. Like, like this is this has been happening so, so much lately that I'm, I'm starting to, you know, dislike it. Yeah, people want to push, uh, you know, their own ideas on everybody else and... <laughs> it's it's you know it's my way or 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 take that you know yeah. you know hey like you know a, a result of you know the conception of cancel culture it's like oh we don't like this so we're gonna try to get you canceled yeah go ahead try you know and it's and so yeah I, I had nobody's gonna read this book that doesn't already know Stanley's knife and if this is you're gonna be your first introducing introduction to Stanley. Then I don't want to say you weren't a fan, but where the fuck have you been? Yeah, seriously. Like, if you read this book, please, like, check out some of his other works first. You know, so you can actually understand what he's about. Because this book is just pretty much going to be like, uh. <sighs> they're going to try to put as many dents into Stanley as possible. Yeah, they're going to put him on trial. Yeah, after he's dead, you know, <laughs> boy, aren't you guys the, uh, you know, the epitome of freaking bravery? Yeah, it's like you guys like Stan Lee. Yeah, well, turns out he's actually a piece of shit. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you couldn't send this to his face. You had to wait till he was dead. You sons of bitches. And the thing is, is I'm just like, like, like they're talking about even his father. Like, what the fuck? I'm not going to read this. What about you guys? No. <laughs> Seriously, like, no. Mustard? 
should burn a copy. No, I, no definitely not. Not going to read it. Sorry, man. If, you, if, if all this is news to you about how much everybody got fucked over in the beginning of comic books and Stanley taking advantage of it, if all this is news to you, where the fuck have you been? Yeah, seriously. Like, in the golden age of comics, it was a cutthroat business. I don't think people realize how bad it was no, you know, back in the golden age. If you weren't way. established, like, already, holy shit, you had a long way to go. If if you didn't have a foot in the door in some way or another, if you didn't have uh, a, a position to give up, like 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 Kirby and, and uh, what's his name, if they were like, we don't care if our, if our names are on it, just as long as our work gets published. Like I said earlier, they were young enough and they were poor enough to just work for that. And Stanley took advantage of it. People took advantage of DJ and I. Like it, it's it happens. That's comic. Hell, fucking, welcome to the world of academia. Yeah, fucking people. Somebody took advantage of Mustard, even just recording an album. Right, Mustard? Yes. <clears throat> it so, definitely happens. It's not very new. Yeah, so if, if, if everybody's like, oh my god, Stanley was really a piece of shit. It's like, yeah, but you've all known. Doesn't mean he didn't make good shit. It also doesn't mean he didn't say really powerful and really kind words to people. So, get fucked. <laughs> Now we got to deal with it. Mustard? Uh, I don't want to. You gotta. Nope. I don't have to do anything. Nope. Come on. (laughs) After listening to them my literal entire life, Daft Punk has decided to break up, ladies and gentlemen. 28 years of amazing music. Feels like somebody died. It really does, though. Like, that's the weird part. Like, it seriously feels like I lost, like, a close member of my family. <laughs> so, Mustard has been really in a funk about this, and he really has. I think this is the first time he's ever shed a tear for a band going away. And I don't fucking blame him. Uh... We don't, I'm, I'm not really going to read all this shit. We, we know everything there is to know about Daft Punk. Uh, Thomas, or Thomas and Guy. Um, 19, uh, they got together in 1993. They put an album out after touring in Paris uh, under a nameless band. And it was called Homework. It had uh, Around the World. It had... Um, what was it? Uh, Has one with all the words really, really fast. Buy it, make it, flake it. You know that one? That uh, wasn't on homework, though. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Pretty sure it was. But anyways. No, it was, it was on Humans After All. Oh, it might have been on Humans After All. Anyway, <clears throat> my first introduction into uh, Daft Punk was I have, I have extreme insomnia, and I've been suffering it since I was a teen. So when I was a teenager, <laughs> I remember waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, because I'd only been able to sleep like an hour or two. And I went to the den of my mom, my parents' house, and I sat down and I turned on the TV. 
uh, to MTV2. And I started getting ready for school. And Around the World came on. And I was so sleep deprived that the video freaked me out. But I loved it because it was such a groove. And I remember just, I remember looking at it just saying, Daft Punk. And I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> I remember, I remember going out and looking for their album and like nobody had heard of them. Like Such they were a crazy ass video. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll play it here in a minute. We'll actually, we'll actually do a tribute here of some of some of our favorite stuff from them. Um, but I remember nobody had heard of them. Like they were so underground in the United States at that point. It was really yeah, strange. They were. And uh, well, like people really didn't like house music. Oh fuck that! <laughs> no, in the nineties, house music, techno music, EDM, like in the mid to late nineties, that's all there was. DJ. Oh wait, oh, in the late. Ah uh... oh, fuck! I forgot you weren't here in the states. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I don't. Th- I was about to say I don't. I mean, in the mid to late nineties, I thought it was mostly like Slipknot and like. No, that was the like metal, metal core scene. Like, yeah, metal stuff was mostly it. Well, that, that was the metal core scene, but the most popular stuff was like, uh, Jesus Christ, I can't even remember their names. Uh, like the Prodigy, you know what I mean? Like the Prodigy before Smack My Bitch Up and all that. They were all EDM. There was uh, the Crystal Method. Basement Jacks. Basement Jacks, yeah. So, like, there was a huge thing, but these guys were just unknown in the States. Uh, well, these guys were fucking geniuses. They were. They were amazing, and I and I followed their career since their debut. I and yeah, I've literally been listening to them my like entire twenty five years of life. So, what about you, what about you, Mustard? What was your what was your very experience? Your first experience with these guys, with Daft Punk? Yeah. Um, I remember just walking into the living room. And you guys were watching uh, that their their music videos, but like the movie, I forgot what movie it was called. And I think uh, it was um, Aerodynamic that was playing. Right, right, okay. And it was just like this really intense, like cartoon scene of like people running and like people like getting shot and killed and stuff. And like I was just scared. And I was like, when are they gonna start singing? Uh, and you've just been with you've just been with them ever since right oh yeah well i mean you guys used to like listen to it like on the way home from school and stuff and um we we had we had the cds like we would play them on repeat and stuff and we'd go to like or something we'd like play them on repeat you know yeah what about you dj uh, my first experience with Daft Punk was that I was traveling uh, with my dad, you know, across uh, from Texas going to Florida, and we got into the, like, you know, we was like listening to like this this know nothing station, you know, it was like one of those, <laughs> literally just like one of those stations that's just like there. It's like we'll play anything. We 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 don't care. DJ sounds like he's really stoned. You know what I mean? Hey, welcome to one oh nine point two. 
My name's Clive. We're at the top of the hour, man. We're gonna be listening <laughs> to some tunes, bro. Is this on? Yeah, it's on. It's registering. So let's go ahead and start the night with some uh, some techno, man. Check out these crazy uh, what are French. I think they don't speak French in this song, but they're called Daft Punk. Let's go. I think they're French, man. That's what I said, French. Yeah. Is this song not playing? The song's so, supposed to be playing, man. What song did you hear? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, DJ. Sorry. <laughs> just, 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 just take your medicine, okay? I'm on my medicine. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you hear, DJ? Anyway, it was a, it was a station, and. Uh, you know, I was sitting there, girl, I was, like, I was uh, like looking out the window, and then I then I heard around the world on the station, and my dad like was like, you know, had this weird face, and was like, "Huh, what is this?" And I and, and I turned towards the rain, and I was listening to this, and I was like, "I don't know, but keep this on." <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like one of those things. It's like I had no idea what the hell it is, but I like it. That shit, I like that shit right there. You know, yeah. I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't until years later that I found out who it was because you know the freaking guy who did the radio did not say it. I said it, man, but I said it like 10, 10 minutes ago. Ten minutes before you played the goddamn song. What song? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stoners. So uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and just play around the world because that's that's where DJ and I came in. And just imagine being fucking I don't know, sixteen, seventeen years old, being sleep deprived, and this is all you see. Yeah, I'd be freaking out too. <laughs> like. <clears throat> Where are these people coming from? <laughs> yeah, I think I had to walk all the way around. Yeah, like, 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 I was freaking out. I was like, I haven't slept in four days. Which was and I was just like, what is with the oh fuck skeletons? <laughs> Jason and the Argonauts all over again. <laughs> Like, I was freaking out. I really was. I was just like, this is this is trippy. And I don't like it. Oh, fuck me. I created the fucking robots. <laughs> Seriously, this video is the type of video you watch when you're high. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Mustard's like currently doing it. Fuck, 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 fuck. Sorry, okay. good. Sorry, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. <laughs> Fuck was that about? Alright, here we go. 
Oh, God, what's with the sexy mummies? Why are there sexy mummies? <laughs> what's the baseline, though? Just makes you feel something, right, though? Well, back then, this was this kind of music was like... It was like a weird hybrid between funk and techno. You know? Yeah. Oh, like, God. nowadays... Nowadays, we just Yeah, but that's just it, right? I loved it. I felt it. I like. I was literally grooving, and I was just like, I got in trouble with my parents because they were like, turn it the fuck down, and I was like, fuck you. It's <laughs> good shit. I haven't slept, and this is fucking with my brain, and I kind of like it. <laughs> oh god, now they're all in sync. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Oh, they're not in sync anymore. Could you imagine being the director of this? Okay, no. we have a skeletons and uh, sexy mummies and... I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. <laughs> Dude, like, if, if I was the director and you handed me like the, 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 the script on this, I'd just be like... Alright, so let me just take a look at this. Just Alright, I'm just... No, I'm out. <laughs> I haven't even had my coffee yet. I'm not doing this. <laughs> God, this is so cool. It's so fucking trippy, right? Like, and the worst part is, like, if you close your eyes, it hits just as hard. It hits just oh, yeah. as hard. Oh, like, yeah. Like... Like, yeah, you're watching this and just your 17-year-old brain is sleep-deprived and you're freaking out. But, like, closing your eyes and you're just like, Let me, allow me to groove to these fucking in-sync skeletons, mummies, swimmers, and fucking hip-hop guys. Shit's sick. Can't believe they're gone, dude. It hurts. It really does hurt. Like, like of all bands, I would, I would, I, I wanted them to pass on the helmets. Of course, they did. But at the same time, I understand that. No, I don't think anybody else could do this. No, fuck no, dude. Nobody could make music like they did. No. So we're gonna take a look at the the aerodynamic video that Mustard was talking about. Just this is. Yeah. We're just reliving some shit here, okay? So, it, it, like, yeah, is this an active fucking thing of therapy for us? A little. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally is. I'm not fucking saying a little. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. It's a little bit of therapy for us. Yeah, but, like, everybody's jamming out. They're like, oh, shit. Jeez, I remember oh, this. Oh, shit. You know, when I first saw this, I was like, holy crap, is this the old school 80s cartoon? Yeah, I no, showed it to you. It, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't, but it was just one of those. Oh my god, you know? <laughs> Fuck off! Oh, shit. Fuck you! Oh, shit. I'm out! <laughs> yeah, I remember being like, I don't know, like maybe. Four, yeah, four three years or four. Old. Yeah. Three after four. 
Like, what the fuck? Well, it's crazy that's guitar. It's yeah. It's really hard to do that. It's really fucking hard to do that. In that key and like, was that clean? Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, no, like, I, there's this tapping and it, there's videos on how they did it and it's just like, oh, fuck. And what's crazy to me is that they digitized everything, but they were still playing with guitars. They were still playing basses. They are still playing like, everything. And he gets taken down like DJ at a chicken sale. No, because nothing will be taking me down. <laughs> I don't know why I said chicken. I really don't. That wasn't even a racist thing. <laughs> oh, I think I remember why. Because you fought somebody over chicken one time. Hey, I bought my chicken to get his own. Yeah, yeah. remember it was uh, that was like the first year of chicken strips at Burger King, and what's his name stole like tried to steal like a couple from you and you literally beat his ass yeah no fuck that shit I was like fucking flat broke you know <laughs> yeah. uh, this has got me all up in the 90s so I'm remembering shit from like high school when I showed you this DJ Freaking, yeah man I mean I was like what the hell am I watching turns out they only stole the band <laughs> Yeah, we're just here for them. Fuck you guys. <laughs> and what's funny is that everybody says that, oh, well, this 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 whole movie thing that they did or this series that they did came out years after they, after their album. And I'm like, no, they bought the... No, they, they literally made this movie to their music. Like, yeah. Well, the, the no, the series is real series, but they bought the rights to it. Oh, well, yeah, they made their music videos like completely around this 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 yeah. anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they bought the rights to it. They own the rights to that anime. So. That's so fucking cool, dude. Oh, god damn it, dude. Of course, fucking uh, Robot Rock. Like, this one was also incredibly good. Do the Technologic music video. This one. For a little bit. <laughs> this, is, oh, this is. This is the song I was talking about, Technologic, yeah. Yeah, it was released in 2015. Oh, this I video was. It, break it, fix it, trash oh, well, it, change it, melt, what? upgrade it, chart it's it, not an, it, it, was off press of, uh, it, human it, 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 erase it, write it, cut it, paste it, save it, load it, check it, quick, rewrite it, plug it, play it, burn it, rip it, drag it, drop it, zip, unzip it, lock it, fill it, curl it, find it, view it, code it, jump, and lock it, surf it, scroll it, pose it, pick it, Oh, yeah, that doesn't get you fucking, like, ready to fucking move your ass. I don't know. It's 2005. 2005 is when it was. Really? baby. What's with a creepy baby? Now you can imagine being literally like as young as I was, sleep deprived, and seeing this shit. Maybe it's Freddy's father. Chucky? You mean? Yeah, Chucky. I don't know. Fuck. You know, when I first saw this, I didn't really pay attention to the song because the fucking baby was just freaking me out so much. 
It makes me want to do stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like clean the house or something. Alright, this is enough for the creepy baby. Thank you. But I do want to get to something you that. It right at the creepy baby, of course. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just get it, get it. I think he's in every frame. He's, he's in... Stop! Stop! No! I wanted to talk about the idea that so many people, including Dead Mouse uh, and uh, Skrillex, said that. Uh, Daft Punk was a relic. They were a relic. They can't do today's music. They can't do like a, a, a dubstep or anything else like that. And I remember Disney hiring them for Tron. And uh, I was like, oh, well, this is going to be cool. This is going to be like a retro thing. You know what I mean? Like we're about to hear like a lot of retro tracks, you know, like some old school beats. And then they came out with fucking DeRezd. And I was just like, don't fuck with the funk. <laughs> Stay to what you know. Just don't fuck with the funk. And Daft Punk yeah, always they, brings they fucking, the funk. They fucking, I remember them talking shit and all that, and they were just like, oh, really, motherfucker? Hold, <laughs> hold my French fucking beer, bro. Hold my French dick. <laughs> Kicks it, I love that. Hell yeah, I gotta get them both. I'm gonna turn this up just a little bit so you can hear how hard they hit this bass. You know what the worst part is? It's dubstep and it still sounds like Daft Punk. Not just me or are you guys just too busy grooving? I'm too busy watching this shit. You've never seen this? No, I've never seen this before. Oh, wow. DJ, have you? Yeah, I saw it once. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> Get fucked, son. <laughs> I want a rematch! No. <laughs> That's such a good fucking song. Uh, 
they kind of showed them and like they literally showed everybody they were like yeah we don't really have to conform to your new bullshit but we could take it and make it ours which is even better (laughs) yeah and that's what i was saying like it's dubstep but it still sounds like daft punk like it's it's still daft punk like there is not a fucking note in that song where you don't go oh that sounds like somebody other than daft punk no it's daft punk So, after all of this, of course, we found out that it wasn't for creative differences. It wasn't for, uh, you know, the usual standard band bullshit. Turns out that, uh, well, here, Mustard, you go ahead, man. Well, it's just that uh, Guy Manuel, the uh, home in Cristo, has his whole life he's been suffering from like various illnesses and stuff. And his immune system just hasn't been like the best to him. And uh, he like the reason that their shows and tours were so far in between was because of that is that he just couldn't go anywhere without getting sick. And uh, yeah, he just, he like age got to it as well. You know, like they just couldn't really do much anymore. And they were just like, okay, well just call it quits, you know? And like that way, I guess it's better because, you know, they get to like relax and stuff and kind of retire and not not have to live up to everybody's expectations anymore, you know? Because they were perfect. So it's hard to be yeah. perfect and it's hard to repeat perfect. They only had two fucking tours the entire time. Two tours. A live uh, 97 and a live 07. Yeah, and I, and I had the chance to go and I didn't go. Same. You both are... Eh, who am I kidding? I haven't had a chance either. God damn it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, of course, they worked with a lot of people, including Kanye West, including uh, uh, The Weeknd, most notably. They literally made him. So, they did, Yeah, they really did. I don't think a lot mm-hmm. of people realize that. But yeah, they did. I will say that, you know, of all <clears throat> the fucking people that The Weeknd could have gone to, to help launch his career or make his career better than what it was. Yeah, Daft Punk was the correct choice. So with that said, we say goodbye to Daft Punk. And thank you for 30 fucking years of incredible music. And honestly, the best way to bond with a lot of people I knew, including Mustard. Straight fucking jams. So, from uh, all of us at VT Network, so long and good night. And thank you. Guys? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for everything. Thanks for the memories. So, I don't want to end on a sad note, so we're going to keep going uh, just a little bit longer. Uh... Paul McCartney announces the lyrics, 1956 to present, a memoir. What the fuck? Okay, hold on. Okay. Paul Paul McCartney announces the memoir, titled The Lyrics, 1956 to the Present. That was badly Mm -hmm. written. That was really badly written. Always is with Rolling Stone. I hope that what I've written will show people something about my songs in my life that they haven't seen before. 
He said a two-volume, 960-page collection. Jesus Christ, Paul. Yeah, dude. Dude's been busy. What other books are a thousand pages? I could think Lord of the of Rings. Few. I was going to say. <laughs> I could think of a few. Harry Potter. Stone of Tears. Yeah. The series uh, of unfortunate events. <laughs> War and Peace. Uh, yeah. yeah. You shut the fuck up. Read <laughs> <laughs> all of those. Anyways, so Paul McCartney will reflect on his career and eight decades worth of songwriting for his upcoming book, The Lyrics, due out in November. Uh, more often than I can count, I've been asked if I would write an autobiography, but the time has never been right. Because you were still doing shit, homie. <laughs> it never stopped. He never stopped. How can he like? How can he write about the things he's done when he's still doing them? Hey, yeah. hey, DJ. I know you're still eating that meal, but you want to review it for me? Oh yeah, sure thing. Uh, hold on. It's good so far. Yeah, yeah, pretty good so far. <laughs> it's the same fucking idea. <laughs> Uh, so the one thing I've always managed to do, whether at home or on the road, is to write new songs. I know that some people, when they get to a certain age, like to go to a diary to recall day-to-day events from the past. I have no such notebooks. Uh, what I do have are my songs. Hundreds of them, which I've learned, serve much the same purpose. And these songs span my entire life. It's true, though. The first song he ever wrote was for his mom who died of cancer. Oh, shit. Which one was that one? Uh, I don't think they ever released it with the Beatles. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say, whatever it is, I'm going to feel bad about listening to it. I don't, think, I don't think they ever released that song, but it was his first song. Well, when you find out what it is, we'll, we'll, we'll okay. talk about it. So the two-volume, 960-page, so, so it's going to be two volumes, uh, will examine over 150 songs from McCartney's career in alph- alphabetical, not chronological order. Huh. I think that's a mistake. Yeah. That that should be the other way around, but I guess for for somebody that's going to be reading it that's not familiar with this shit, it's going to be a nice surprise. Flip turning the page, you know what I mean? I guess, yeah. I still think I still think they should release one that's chronological. That's just me. Uh, from his boyhood compositions and Beatles masterpieces through his solo and Wings catalogs up through the present day. So, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I probably know just as much of his lyrics that he does. <laughs> Except for his solo shit. I don't really know much of that. Yeah, you know, like... I forgot the lyrics to one of my songs called Up This Lad in Texas. You know what I mean? It was a wonderful yep. experience. Sounded kind of, uh... Sounded like he was a bit on the jazz lettuce, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Good bloke, though. Good bloke. Liked him. I don't love to say about the Beatles. <laughs> I do. I do have a lot to say. <laughs> uh, that's weird. I can still do that accent. Anyways, I hope that I've written. I hope what I've written will show people something about. My, okay, said that. I've tried to say something about how the music happens and what it means to me, and I hope that it what it that what it may mean to others too. What? I don't know. At this point, I feel like they're just milking them. Yeah. At this point, it's just pretty much done. So that's going to be cool. It's out in November. Uh, there are pre-orders available. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah. DJ, what do you think, man? Fascinating. Of course, I'll wait for uh, 
Mustard to get his hands on it to see if it's this is a true truly worthy of it or not. I mean, yeah. it probably won't be because, like, like we said many times on the show, what what about the Beatles? Don't we already know? But yeah. I mean, yeah. I suppose there's more we could learn. I guess I don't know. Uh, Taylor Swift is caught in another lawsuit. We've ran long, so we're going to go ahead and just cut it off here. She's caught in another lawsuit over licensing, and honestly, her fucking career is too messy to sum it up. So fuck that. So we're going to do that and start moving on. DJ, rev it up. Tell them about the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah the, 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 we have a Patreon, yeah. you know, where you, you can directly give us money. Yeah. At Patreon. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. At patreon.com forward slash VT Network, you can help support us directly. But of course, you won't get something for nothing. We have your backs. For just $1 per month, you'll be at the first blood tier, which you'll, ha- <clears throat> which you'll have a name of your choosing the credits of every episode. So you want to be a producer legally, put that on your resume or whatever. For $1 per month, you can do that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if that's not enough for you... <laughs> For just three dollars per month, you'll be upgraded to the UAV tier, which you'll have the previous perk, as well as access to the potion that releases every Wednesday, and as well as access to a minute with DJ. And but if that's not enough to float your boat, for just five dollars per month, you'll have be at the highest tier, which is the airstrike tier. To which, if Deadman scrolls down a little bit, I can list it all there. There you go, Deadman. Fuck you. Anyway, for that you have access to the previous perks as yeah. well as the monthly movie rolls, which we have do- just done with Deep Blue Sea <laughs> Two. Yeah. Can't forget the two. Yeah. That was such a mistake. Yes, it was. Thank you, Dead Man. You stupid idiot. Yeah. <laughs> At least he admits it. You have your name run out loud at the end of every episode. You'll also get a sticker each month, and a giveaway will happen every three months. We we greatly appreciate all the patrons who have supported us so far, and even if it's just one dollar, that's one dollar greatly appreciated. We need all the help we can get. Remember, that's patreon.com forward slash VT Network. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? I'm cheerleading you, bro. I'm fucking hyping you up. Mustard. <laughs> Tell them about the socials and how to get a hold of us and what we're going to have soon. Okay. Well, the socials VT Network number two, Instagram and Twitter. Um, VT Network 84 at gmail.com. Follow us, interact with us, give us suggestions. Tell Dead Man he's a cuck, whatever you want to do. Um, we will be looking into having a website created where you can have a hub for all this sort of stuff and latest episodes, news, and dead man being a cuck. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're going to be looking into that and uh, hopefully have it running up soon. Speaking of socials, I mean, are we still being blamed for half the deaths of Virginia? Uh, <laughs> Vermont, you mean? I'm sorry, Vermont. Excuse us. Uh, yeah, we, we, haven't, we haven't expanded yet, so Virginia, you're <laughs> Virginia, you're next. Um, no, like I, as far as I know, they haven't tagged us in anything else. Uh, speaking of death, though, we do have a merch store, and it is vtnetwork.redbubble.com. Don't ask about the transition. Fuck yourself. So we have 10 current designs with more on the way, including uh, Watch Me Give a Fuck as <laughs> as one of our designs. It's being worked on right now. Right, DJ? Right, DJ. 
So we have uh, the 70s Funk logo, the Stranger VTN, the VTN Classic logo, the TV, and the Christmas one. So if you want to get your Christmas shopping early, do it now. Uh, we have phone cases. We have comforters. We have uh, COVID masks, uh, shower curtains, pillows. I got to mention pillows. Or DJ goes to Mustard's house and cuts his nails too short. Yeah. We even have stuff like journals. So go to vtnetwork.redbubble.com and it's available. And honestly, they're pretty cool. Uh, one of our friends, uh, one of our Patreons actually, uh, got a water bottle and he loves it. So I think that's a glowing endorsement, don't you guys? Yeah. I think it's going great. I think it is too. Uh, Mustard, did you talk about your stream beauty? twitch.tv forward slash kernel mustard first l being an i we're doing i mean i don't know man everything on everything on pc gaming has been so fucking boring and sweaty like there's not really nothing new to, there's nothing new to play so we're we're kind of been on a nintendo kick lately yeah yeah but it's been working out right oh yeah it's been working out Good. So once again, twitch.tv forward slash Colonel Mustard, first L being an I. I also want to thank Paul Schroyer and the Magic Squirrel Network for keeping us on and keeping us going. Without them, this show literally wouldn't exist. Uh, I also want to thank our patrons this month. Lofus, hi baby. The Grave Robber, the Raging Caucasian, Cheyenne, Carol, Anthony, Sherry Finks, and Mr. Blacklung himself. Thank you guys so, so much. Uh, your, your stickers are ordered. I'm just waiting for them. To, everything's here, just waiting to be sent out. So as soon as that, as soon as they get them, you're gonna have them, and the movie roast should be live when you hear this. So with all that said, though, we're gonna go ahead and start heading towards the post show so we can discuss some some spooky stuff. So Mustard's gonna try to freak us out a little bit. Uh, so say good night, <clears throat> DJ. Good night, DJ.